<clears throat> okay, hold on for this podcast to work. I need a sip from my smoothie. Insert slurping noises. Oh, yeah, that's so good. Wow. Okay, because we just stopped recording from the last episode. Which you should go listen to. Which was which was quite interesting. It was I awesome. Mean, I don't know if it was or not, but whatever. Little glimpse then, of us as children. And then uh, and then my wife comes in and be like, hey, I made a smoothie for you. So I'm like, oh. So anyways, moving on to our podcast today. So question for you, Austin. Oh, by the way, this is the Mind Castle podcast in case oh, yeah. you're wondering with, you didn't with uh, me and Austin. So yeah, here we go. Quick question. When I say the word mentor, what comes to mind? An older person than me who has tons of life, wisdom, and awesomeness that will save me a lot of time with their information. Like they can teach me things that I do not have to like make the same errors that they did in order to learn. I'd say it's a pretty solid definition. Actually, I should have done this before, but let's just see what Google says. New Oxford American Dictionary defines mentor Mm -hmm. as an experienced and trusted advisor. Hmm, that's pretty good. I think I think they're about right on the money, actually. Mm-hmm. So this episode, we're going to talk about, I'm going to suggest one of the most undervalued things that we have access to in life, mm-hmm. and that is the concept of mentors. And when I say mentors, I think people, maybe we've lifted it a bit too high. It's like, <laughs> okay, to, like, isn't it Ty Lopez who's all about mentors? He's like, do you have a mentor? Well, do you have a mentor? Can I be your mentor? He's all about like mentors. Mentors, mentors, mentors. I would love for him to be a mentor. I mean, yeah. So Ty Lopez has kind of become a meme anymore because he's all about knowledge and mentors. It's kind of the, the things he talks about. Anyways, but I think people have a bit of that concept in their heads or maybe they lift it to this really high bar. You need to have a mentor, which means you meet with them every week and you do all this stuff and it's like a lot of work. I'm not... That's great if you do that, but I'm suggesting something a lot simpler, Mm -hmm. and that is simply there's a lot of knowledge out there, and you can go find it if you want to. Yeah. Like, asking for advice from people is one of the most underutilized Mm -hmm. things. I don't know even the right word for it. Simply saying, hey, here's someone I know who has done really well in this area of life. I would like to get better in that area of life. So you call them up and say, can I have 15 minutes? Or can I grab lunch with you? You'll be shocked how the the ROI on that, the return mm-hmm. on investment mm-hmm. of that is absurdly high. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you have something you want to add on that. Right. Well, and I think when we, so there's maybe two aspects of this. There's the aspect of like, have a mentor, have someone who is dedicated. You are dedicated to meet with them and exchange ideas on a semi-regular basis. And it's someone that knows you and you know them. And like, there's a lot of value in that. There's also a lot of value. Like, I think that's what people think of when they think of like this big, like, oh, you have to have a mentor. Like, and it's really kind of scary and overwhelming. Like, I don't know if I want just, you know, like to dedicate that much time and all that stuff. There is another aspect to it of just like asking questions to people that you look up to or people that you respect or that you want to learn things from. And for those people, it might not be a like dedicated, like they are my mentor. Um, more of just like, I'm going to take a brief, brief little bit to learn something from this person. And I think there's areas where we should have both. Um, but I think that there is no excuse to not have the latter where we just like are curious and we're willing to ask questions, like willing to be the idiot in the room kind of thing where it's like, be willing to ask the dumb questions that like 
maybe it feels like you should already know, but you don't. Like, just be willing to be be ignorant. Be willing to be an amateur. Be willing to learn and just sit there and listen to their answer. Apply it to your life and see how it fits. See what you can learn from that. And we can do that with all kinds of people. We can do that with someone we meet. Like, you, you can do that with someone you just, like, randomly meet. Like, I've already done that at, like, Bible school and I, like, sit down for lunch and I'm across from one of the teachers. I'm just like, hey, like, what about this and this and this? And then just let them sit there and talk because they... If you ask them questions about things that they enjoy, chances are they're going to enjoy talking about it. And you're not going to have to do a whole lot of the conversation. You just sit there and listen. And you get to take in years and years and years of experience. And that's pretty awesome. And I don't think we should ever make an excuse to do, to not do that. This idea of, yeah, like you said, being curious. I think there's something in us as humans that, that we don't want to look like we don't know. Yes, no kidding. So when you're sitting, like, it's, I don't know what kind of work you do, listener, but mine often involves meetings. Um, and, and discussing things with people and you'll have someone bringing a report on such and such is happening in this place and blah, blah, blah. Oftentimes, if I'm not really fully up to speed on what it is, I'll, I'll be missing some, some details, some critical information, say, and I could look like quote unquote, an idiot. When I say, I don't understand that thing, even if it's like, it's sometimes it's really basic stuff that I probably should know, but I found People don't mind when you do that. Like they're not mm-hmm. judging you saying, wow, man, he's, he's just clueless or the poor guy, you know, <laughs> they're, they're over there be like, oh, wow, he's engaged. He's paying attention. He doesn't fully understand that. Maybe I could have described it better here. Let me explain it to you. Mm-hmm. People like typically don't mind at all. And, and we've gotten ourselves, you know, us as human beings get ourselves in trouble all the time by not asking those questions because we don't right. want to look silly. Nobody cares, honestly, like really, truly, it comes back to, we'll do a whole episode on this sometime, but the spotlight effect, Oh yeah. the the term in psychology that came out 2000, in the year 2000, where this idea that everybody's looking at you and judging you and paying mm-hmm. attention to everything you do and like, whoa, he looks like an idiot. That is not true. People don't really do that because they're so worried about their own problems. Right. So when you come in and ask maybe a, a silly question, which I don't even believe there are silly questions, but anyway, if you think it's silly. They're not going to immediately be like, well, yeah, yeah what's wrong with him? They're, that's not how people think, mm-hmm. you know? It, and even if they do, who cares really, honestly? Like, it, take take the time to actually learn stuff. Um, so that's the concept of getting mentors, like asking for advice. Um, a really simple, practical one that can change your life is mm-hmm. the area of finances. Your concept of finances is determined so much by how your family talks about money. And so you end up with an extremely narrow view of how money works and how to manage it. Extremely narrow. Because typically money is, well, it's just kind of this private thing. We don't talk about it. So it's not like you bump up with your friends and be like, what's your management strategy? What's your investment <laughs> portfolio? Like you, we don't do that right. t- typically. I, I mean, I kind of do that now, but, but typically <laughs> that's not how we roll. And so we end up getting kind of clammed up and we don't understand of other ways of doing it. We get our, our only financial advice comes from, you know, what people have said, Dave Ramsey said or something, you know, and it's like, <laughs> okay. So I realized that recently in my life. I'm like, hold up. I know guys that have done different things in business or finance. And they've done well at it. I'm going to call them and be like, can I meet with you? And I did. And within like 20 minutes, the guy completely blew my brain on how money works. Like it it was crazy. (laughs) I'm like, how did nobody ever tell me this Mm -hmm. about management and finance 
as far as you know where to invest certain things and how your assets should be managed and right. leveraging things, all this stuff. I'm like I've never even heard these terms. I have no idea what you're even talking about. So I had to <laughs> be a little bit of that idiot in the room where I was like, dude, I don't even know what that is. And guess what? He didn't laugh at me like, come on, you're so behind the times. It's like he was ha- more than happy to explain it. And I was like, hmm. Okay, I came out of that meeting be like, all right, who else in my contacts list can I call? So I like literally I started calling more people. I was like, can I grab coffee with you? Sat down with another fella from the area here and and just be like, explain it to me. How how did you do this? And he just he laid it all out for me. He's very, very willing to share. You know, if you ask, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, this is changing my life. How did I <laughs> if someone would have told me this stuff 10 years ago, I'd be in such a better spot right now. Cause mm, there's just yeah. options I don't know about. Mm-hmm. So that's a practical thing. Finance is one. There, there's a lot of other areas too. But we tend to just think, oh, well, you know, I need to be all quiet, not not talk about that. Yeah. You know, um and, the maple yeah. syrup principle, as we talked about, and I think one of our earlier episodes, maybe it was like second or third episode. Of just like going straight to the source. Like, you know, you have this maple syrup that you like have to boil, 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 boil all the way down until you get like this, like one fiftieth of all of it is actually the good stuff. And just like cutting straight through all of that, going straight to the source, going straight to the person who knows, who has done it, who can teach you, going straight there and just like saying, hey, teach me. And then you get the real stuff. You get the real, like, you don't have to filter all of these 50 YouTube videos that you just watched about all this stuff. Like, like you can just like, boom, it's right there. And you know, it's like the real deal. It's the good stuff because they've lived it. Well, that's, um, that's the thing. I could have probably learned all the stuff they told me on the internet by Googling things. Mm-hmm. It would have taken forever. And it would have probably ended up with like 98% bad advice right. because it's so there's or contradictory so much advice. Garbage. Yeah. Financial TikToks, by the way, are like a huge thing. Oh my. Don't do it. If they can explain your finances in 60 seconds, they're wrong. Like it, it's more complicated. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's just, that's a terrible idea. I mean, okay. Every once in a while they have a few good ideas, but okay. You could sit down on TikTok and watch some TikToks on like how to manage your money. Woohoo. <laughs> from someone you never met and you have no idea who they are, or you could call up the businessman who goes to your church, who's done well mm-hmm. and, and clearly has managed things well and has a profitable business and knows about managing money and managing employees and so forth. Call them up and be like, bro, can I, can I buy you lunch for 20 minutes? I know you're busy and, and hold to it and take a notebook and take notes and be like, explain blah, blah, blah. And, and dial it in and you, you'll be amazed, mm-hmm. you know? Um, anyways, Ah, I wish people would do this more. There's just so much out there to be gained. Another right. one that you could start doing is just people that have lived more life than you go mm-hmm. up to them and be like, if you were in my position where I am now, we could trade places. What would you do? <laughs> oh, the answers are so good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so interesting because they'll really think about that. They're like, well, I would have focused on this. I would focus on that. I would read this book. I would talk to that person. I would mm-hmm. build this business. I would, you know, and you're like, whoa. Because this is someone who's walked it and they're looking back and saying, if I could start in your shoes, this is what I would do. Like that's, that's advice. You can't even put money on that. That's just huge. Um, Do that to every person in your life that's older than you that, that you want to learn from. Just to ask them that simple question. They'd be happy to tell you. Mm -hmm. Like craft a few questions, like three, like one to three questions Mm -hmm. that are just like your go-to questions whenever you meet someone who's older than you, who's lived more life, who obviously has more experience than you and just ask them all three of them or just one of them. And I've got a friend that does that. um, And his question is, what do you feel like you have done well in your life? 
And his answers that he gets are just like amazing. <laughs> like That is a good question. He's gotten wow. so much wisdom from that. And he just asked everybody that. Like he asked me that. He asked like, like just people in his life that he's like, huh, you know, like you obviously know things that I don't like. What have, what have you done well in your life? And like, yeah, like that is such a prime opportunity. Like all the people around us, if we could just like gain the, like the, the like top, like 10% of their most profitable knowledge that they have and just like accumulate that over years, like you get massive amounts of gains. Mm-hmm. And even the, even the best in the world have mentors. If you look at some of the most successful, like the, the best, like the the best volleyball coach, like the National Olympics volleyball coach, he has a mentor. And he's the best of the best. He's the best in the world. Um, Tony Robbins has a mentor, multiple mentors, best in the world at what he does. And you just look at all like businessmen have, like all of these people, they see the value of that. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really important. And another aspect of this that I think we should definitely touch on is having mentors that can't say no to you, as in like reading their books gaining that knowledge through like, even from like, you can have a mentor that lived 500 years ago, you know, that sort of thing. And like, that's another really, really powerful aspect of this there. You can't necessarily ask them questions, but you can oftentimes, if you read their books, you can at least see what was most important to them. You can see the way that they lived their life. You can learn the lessons that they can teach. And I think that that's another area we don't really, we should never have an excuse you know, like yeah. if you like the one thing that you've always said that stuck with me is like when I'm thinking about buying a book, you're like that $10, $20, if you get one idea that changes the course of your life in the next 20 years, it's worth it. Hands down. Boom. Yeah. Oh, sure. And I just like, yeah, that's, <laughs> we need to be more apt to jump on, on that. Well, and like, like a good example, <clears throat> I'm reading uh, Marcus Aurelius's meditations right now. Mm. So he was a bit of a stoic, interesting yeah. fellow. Very interesting. He was uh, he was the emperor uh, leader of the Roman Empire in like 300 AD, I'm going to say. So 1700 years ago. And it's his personal notebook, never intended to be published, his personal notebook of advice to himself, like wow. trying to keep himself on the, on the correct path. So you're talking the most powerful man in the world mm-hmm. at the time um, who was trained in the best schools at the the best blah, 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 you name it. He's emperor. He grew up in, in this ecosystem. He knows how it works and he's distilling the very best that he has to keep himself on track mm-hmm. and to stay stable. And he lived through uh, some, some bizarre, really <laughs> difficult stuff with his empire. Like they had a bunch of barbarians attacking in the North. So he was up there leading armies and then he comes back and the government's trying to split and kick him out. And he's got just insane <laughs> stress in his life. Mm. And this is his book explaining how to hold it all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's worth nine bucks on Amazon. I mean, like, right. obviously the guy has some some philosophical things that are <laughs> a bunch of bogus, but but like, wow, why would I not? That That's amazing. Right. You know, and you can get really good readable translations. It's a short book, it's like a hundred and something pages. And I've just been taking little, little chunks at a time. It's like, that's what's going through the emperor of Rome's brain as he's experiencing these things. That is so interesting. Right. Like that's just, that's so, so there's, worth it. There's a podcast um, that I recently found, but basically the whole, yeah. the whole thing is very short, seven to 15 minute episodes, at least the ones that I listen to. And he goes through that book chapter by chapter or like stoic idea, like the, the, like the premise of each chapter at a time and breaks it down and says, what does this actually mean? And yeah, Ryan holiday. Yeah. If you get a chance, yeah. that's, 
fantastic place. Yeah, like the, the Stoics is an interesting philosophical school. It started in ancient Greece and was really popular in Rome and stuff. And Ryan Holiday has written a number of books on it. And they're, they're really interesting books. They're really, really interesting. Obviously, it's a secular philosophy that has some really interesting and good things to say. Some other things that are way off the rails. But yeah, Ryan Holiday's work is, is really He's a good way really of breaking interesting. it down. Yeah, well, that was that trilogy of books I had over there. We actually did an episode where we covered um, the sum of the book Stillness is the Key. Yes. Uh, same guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very popular blog and stuff. Very popular. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All, every book he's written was a New York Times bestseller. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he's, he's got... Nice. Yeah, he's, 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 he knows what he's doing. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it's worth worth looking into. And again, because that's you're reading and, and hearing how people were wrestling with life thousands of years ago, all the way mm-hmm. up to today. And it's so funny. You look at someone like Marcus Aurelius... He's dealing with the exact same things we're dealing with right now. Right. You know, it's so funny, obviously at a very different scale, but it's just mm-hmm. like this guy, I can, I can relate to this guy. Like if we would meet, you could, you'd be like, I could actually relate to this fellow, <laughs> which is wild to think about, but it's, it's, it's actually really cool. Anyways. So, uh, not sure where we are on this uh, length on this podcast. We should probably start winding it down, but, but before we do, um, back to the idea of mentorship. Yes. I just happened to conveniently. We have you to. Didn't, you yeah. didn't see this coming, but I just had this conveniently sitting there. Um, uh, a very massive tome of a book. This 600 is, pages to be exact. It's what? I think 600 pages or 500, Let's see. 576. 598 pages, but they're like so the large edition pages. This isn't like a... Yeah, they're a little bit like thicker. A, like a pocket size here. Um, so this is by Tim Ferriss. It's called Tribe of Mentors. It, it literally is an encyclopedia. It's like, to look like an encyclopedia. It's that big. Tribe of Mentors, short life advice from the best in the world. So mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, Tim Ferriss, very popular in like the whole productivity and 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 making your life work scene. He wrote the four hour work week, which we'll get to at some point. <laughs> we will review that book. It's fascinating. There, there is a lot of interesting, really good stuff. There's also some stuff in there that we disagree with, but hey, we'll get to it. So he started a podcast after that first book got him like stupid famous. He was so famous he could call up people like, I don't know like former presidents and senators and like huge best-selling authors and say, Hey, you want to come on my podcast, Tony Robbins? And they'd be like, sure. And so he got to interview the best in the world over a number of years. And this book is compilations of what he learned and like what they said. So you go through this book and it's just like, you want to learn from the people who have achieved incredible things with their lives. Here you go. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating, like really practical stuff. So like one thing he asks a lot of his guests is, in the last, what is it? In the last six months, what's one thing you purchased for a hundred dollars or less that changed your life? Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because yeah. it's so relatable. And someone <laughs> will be like, bro, you wouldn't believe this really awesome book or this really good cooking technique that I learned. Or like <laughs> the one guy was like, dude, my Bose headphones changed my life. The noise canceling is amazing. He said, everybody should buy them. He's like, how did I not know about that? That's where I found <laughs> out about Bose headphones. And I bought one and it changed my life because I fly a lot. And it was like, oh my goodness. Like I, I'm so much better as a result. <laughs> um, so it's full of stuff like that. Now, obviously secular books. So there's some language and jazz in here that's really lame and stuff. But it would be really fun to just go through this whole thing because I have a bunch oh, of man. notes from it. Um, but I think we'll hit maybe just just like a little, a little, little taste. taste. And then maybe we'll do a follow-up on this and, and actually go through this. So I have, a, I have so many notes from this. But uh, okay, so uh, uh, little things like this. I think this is in the introduction. Life punishes the vague wish and rewards the specific ask. 
After all, conscious thinking is largely asking and answering questions in your own head. If you want confusion and heartache, ask vague questions. If you want uncommon clarity and results, ask uncommonly clear questions. Mm-hmm. Like, what a great place to start. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like the, that's like the <clears throat> starting place for um, the rest of his book, basically. And then he goes on, says, uh, the disease of our times is that we live on the surface. Yeah. Ouch. Very true. Very true. Um, he interviews uh, Susan Cain, who wrote the book Quiet, mm-hmm. which is a really good book, by the way. Here's the part I didn't understand. It's like, who is this random person? She publishes a book and it's an instant bestseller. Wow. Overnight success. That's amazing. You know how long it took her to write that book? Uh, it was over 10 years. Nope. Seven. Seven? She spent oh, okay. seven years, basically full-time, I think, or almost full-time working on that book to publish wow. it. That was a big surprise to me. I was like, wow, that someone put it, that's so much work, you know? Uh, so that's, so he interviews her in here and she has some stuff to share and I, all that stuff. Here's, here's one more. I think we'll end with this because this is really important for us all to remember. Busy is a decision. The excuse, I am too busy, is not only the most inauthentic, it is also the laziest. We do mm-hmm. the things we want to do, period. Yep. Yeah, he's right. Now, I, I know there are things in life that are outside of our control. They're not saying that. Mm-hmm. They're saying when you when you say, I am too busy to do such and such and such, it's because of the choices you've made. Like you have filled your schedule with what you filled it for and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I am getting really tired of different people in my life just saying, oh, I'm, I'm just too busy. Oh, I'm just so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm like, yeah, of course. Everybody's <laughs> busy. I mean, obviously, right. what do you think this is? The Stone Age? Like everybody's busy. <laughs> You know, it's not a good metric. It, it doesn't matter. Everybody's busy. Like Elon Musk talks about, I'm going to rant just a little on Elon Musk. He Go talks about it. how he works so hard, which is true. The guy works like a crazy man. He mm-hmm. works insanely hard. But then someone said on, on a podcast, we were making the same point. I think it was Jocko Willink or something, making the same point about busyness being a decision. He's like, well, yeah, Elon Musk is busy, but so is the guy managing the dollar general down the road. He's probably putting in 18 hour days too. Mm-hmm. Well, who's more busy? Well, I mean, it's the same deal. Like, it, or or the single mom who's working three jobs to pay the rent. Mm-hmm. She's she's probably more busy than Elon and much Musk. more stressed. And yeah, and way more stressed. And here, everybody's lifting up Elon Musk is like, whoa, wow, look at how busy he is. That's so awesome. No, it's not. It's just that's what he chooses to do. Right. He's he's no different from again the single mom Ugh, making yeah. ends meet. And and we have that to get our mind around me. that. <clears throat> we have to get our minds around that because we have this aurora that busy is good. And in some ways it is. You want your life to count. You know, don't waste your time. That's dumb. But yeah, we at the same time, we lift people like Elon Musk up on a pedestal because of his work ethic. And I'm like, yeah, but yeah, but there's a lot of other people that we don't lift on a pedestal that are working just as hard. Right. You know, that are just trying to make life work. And I'm basically saying, let's be careful how we talk about these things. <laughs> right. So, um, right. Especially relative yeah. terms like that. Like that's a completely subjective term. Like busy is busy. Is. Yeah. yeah. You busy, me busy. Like, you know, the, <laughs> there's no metric or gauge for that other than maybe like the hours that you put in in a day or how much sleep you get or whatever. It's like, that's not like, like no, I one, only sleep no one, four hours a night. Yeah. Let me, let me just busier than you. Let me just burst your bubble here. No one cares. <laughs> Well, and actually, like, really hate okay, to break it to you. Actually, but, insecure people do care. Okay, that's true. But yeah. like the people that actually, like the people that actually care, or that sh- how do I want to say this? The the quality people that have accomplished things that that are achieving things, they're 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 really not going to care. Like they're yeah. the people that you they're those are the people that you want to care. 
but they're not going to care. The people on TikTok that are like saying, oh, wow, like, I can't believe you work this much. Or like, they're giving you all this whatever because they see this little snippet that you work X number of hours or you get, you're getting after four hours of sleep or whatever. So you might get a little bit of feedback and praise from something like that. But the people in like this book, they're going to laugh at your face. Like they're going to look at your busyness or your work ethic or your whatever. And they're going to be like, do you think that's work? Like, dude, come on. <laughs> or they're going to like something Tim Ferriss says is he's like, you know, he's like, I'm really not that like busy. He's like, <laughs> like in one of his videos, he's like the film crew is here and they're, they're probably like, man, this is, this is the guy that wrote the four hour work week. He's like, he's like, I'm just like, bumbling around doing stuff just kind of you know this or that he's like i'm not really efficient he's like but i know what's important and i know and i do it what's important and it's like that is that is a huge aspect of this it's like busy is not a good metric are you doing what's important that's a metric which is foreshadowing for an episode we're going to do at some point about the number 4,000. Yes. Ooh, I'm, I'm actually really excited Because the about number 4,000 really plays into this. Oh, and now you're all wondering, what does the number <laughs> 4,000 mean? Well, well, we'll talk about it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's fascinating and it has a lot to do with this and we'll, we'll hit that in a separate episode. But yeah. I, I, I do have a lot of people actually come up to me. I was just at church this last Sunday or something. I think it was. Someone's like, man, yeah, like, wow. Hey, if, you know, I'm feeling for you. I know you guys are really busy right now. There's just a lot going on, you know, and that, you know, and just, and I was like, well, I appreciate that, but I actually don't feel that busy. Mm-hmm. Like I actually kind of pushed back against that. I was like, no, like we're, we're doing what we chose to do. You know, it's, 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 it's okay. Like it's like, I made these choices, you know, and I don't feel that particularly busy. I think it's cause, cause I do have a lot of stuff getting posted to the internet in a given week. Mm-hmm. And people just assume you must be running around like a madman. Mm-hmm. And I've really tried to get away from that. And there are weeks that I am extremely busy. This is actually one of them. But I I don't tell people that. Like it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like uh, you know, <laughs> you don't flaunt it. Like it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. It's just, yeah. oh yeah, hey, I I can't really fit it in this week. But I don't need to tell them. Oh, I'm just, man, I'm sorry. I'm just so busy. I I can't do it. And you don't have to be like, you know, oh, I'm so busy. Like man. 25 people called me in the last hour like oh man it's just yeah, like yeah. like that's throwing your weight around trying to gain significance off of it and i'm just like that really bothers me when people do that well you know? it's 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 also lifting up the wrong metric because life is not about how busy you can be right or i mean if yeah. that, that that's not healthy even i okay you know? maybe i'm this this is kind of the other extreme but i really really honestly and truly gauge a lot of my productivity and efficiency in life off of how much free time I have, like off of how not busy I am. Well, so that's that's one way of doing it. Another metric is simply gauge your, gauge your productivity not off of how busy you are, but off of how much you actually accomplish. Right, that's another aspect uh, of it. Somehow, then, somehow we messed up. The whole definition of productivity is how much you produce. Like that's literally what the word means. Right. But we've now started defining it as how busy you how are. How much you can fit in. Being busy does not mean you are being productive. Right. Often and means it's you're not being productive if you're busy. You, you productivity, strictly by definition of what the word means, is actually how much you accomplish. Right. If you're accomplishing stuff, and this is the whole premise of the four hour work week. If you're able to accomplish it all in four hours a week. Great. Like why work 60 hours a week? That's really kind of dumb, you know? And, and it's, that's what we have got to get back to what it, what this actually means. 
Right. You know, and yeah, it, uh, and it fits right in with what you're saying. It's kind how of much free time you have. It's a similar is, metric. Yeah, yeah. How much free time like, is actually a good symbol of you are being productive because you've used your time efficiently. Now right. you have free time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. It always bugs people whenever I tell them that because I like to, people that throw their weight around, they're like, oh yeah, like, you know, man, I've been working eight, you know, 14 hour days all last week. I'm like, yep, I worked about 14 hours all of last week. <laughs> and they're just, like, <laughs> they're just like, come on, they're man. Just like, they're just like, you see, like, have you ever told someone something and you can see them searching every quadrant of their brain? It's <laughs> like, I don't know where to fit this. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's an unusual box. Like, <laughs> but it's because our culture does lift up, you know, and it comes out of the, the industrial revolution really is where a lot of this started, but it does lift up how much you can get done. And that involves being busy. And, you know, that's not all bad. You know, I want to be careful right. that we're not saying, mm-hmm. oh, just be lazy. No, being lazy is really not smart. You right. know, don't be lazy. You will regret that mm-hmm. one day. You'll be 90 and you'll look back at your life and be like, wow, I wasted those years. Yeah. But at the same time, just working all the time seems kind of silly. Like, like actually live life. You know, you got mm-hmm. family, you've got, you know, friends. And I feel like anyways, we're getting a little off in the weeds, maybe. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, little bit in the weeds. One last thing I want to add. Okay, so quick. Back to business as a choice, because this is where this all started. Right. Uh, We're going to uh, visit some family here soon. And I talked to a friend out there and says, hey, yeah, yeah, we were hoping to get together with so-and-so that weekend, because it's been a while since we've seen him. He's like, oh, okay, hey, just so you know, they're moving houses. Like, they got a new house Saturday. They're moving that day. So, you know, I I don't know. So I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know about that. So I messaged him and said, hey, don't worry about it. I hear you're moving. Instead, we're going to come help you move. And- I was expecting this guy to be like super busy and stressed because that's what he had heard about, you know, and he's like, okay, cool. Like, that's awesome. But we're still going to hang out because that's mm. still important. And he never mentioned like, oh yeah, we're just so busy. We got so much. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're having another kid soon. Like they are very busy. Didn't even hint at it in the message. And I was like, I want to be like that. Yeah. I want to be that way. That's, that that's that awesome. is cool. That is really <clears throat> cool. He's like, yeah, we'll, we'll fit it in. No problem. Like, Hey, come help us move, but you don't have to. And he even said, you don't even have to help us move. I mean, thanks for offering. You know, we'll love to have the help, but don't feel pressured. Um, and we'll still hang out someday. So wow. I was like, wow. That's really cool. That's hashtag goals right there. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, that, that just kind of made like kind of made my day, actually. I was like, mm, what what a guy. That's awesome. So, anyway, if whoever that is, since I'm not saying who it is, is he listening to this? Respect. Hats off to you. Mm-hmm. So anyways, so I feel like we, we've we went around uh, the block a bit uh, talking about mentors and ended up on busyness. Um, because we started reviewing that book, so uh, Foretaste, and we're going to, at some point in a future episode, um, tackle that book and review it um, in more detail, because there's just a lot in there. Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss, and also mention what it is about 4,000 that will change your life. Yes. So stay tuned for those things. Uh, thank you all for listening. If you feel like it, we would really appreciate you leave a a rating for us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It does make a big difference. And of course, you can find us on the internet on our websites, austinschrock.com, reaganschrock.com. Everything we've ever made should be up on those websites. Well, not uh, everything. (laughs) Well, okay. Some things we hide because they're too old and embarrassing, but you get the idea. Yeah. Um, So yeah, thanks uh, for listening and we will catch you in the next episode. Yep. Go get a mentor. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) 